My name is Carl Anthony, and I work in the automotive industry in Detroit. Sometimes that work encompasses future vehicle technology, and that's what we talk about here, for the most part anyway. This is AutoVision News Radio. As daily driving patterns and traffic volumes rebound from pandemic lows in 2020, traffic and pedestrian fatalities have risen accordingly. Unsafe driving behaviors like speeding, texting, and operating under the influence play a role. That realization forms the introduction to the summary findings of the 2022 Traffic Safety Culture Index Survey from the AAA Foundation for Traffic Safety, released in December 2023. Also known as the TSCI Survey for short, the AAA Foundation for Traffic Safety has used responses from the study for more than a decade to better understand public perceptions and attitudes towards unsafe driving behaviors. The study also examines why drivers engage in such behavior and what aspects we should consider as a society when developing countermeasures. The 2022 TSCI survey included a sample of about 2,500 U.S. licensed drivers, 16 and older. Participants were asked questions regarding certain risky driving behaviors, including perceived dangers and the perceived social approval or disapproval of those behaviors. Participants were then asked where they stood in terms of supporting laws and policies designed to curtail such risky habits behind the wheel. Dr. Rebecca Steinbach joins us for this episode of AutoVision News Radio to shed more light on the 2022 TSCI survey and its findings. Dr. Steinbach is a senior researcher for the AAA Foundation for Traffic Safety, serving previously as a research director at the UK's National Centre for Social Research and an assistant professor at the London School of Hygiene and Tropical Medicine, where she earned her PhD in social epidemiology. The 2022 TSCI survey is interesting because it identified six driver profiles based on participant feedback. The six driver categories included safe, speeding, distracted, impaired, distracted and aggressive, and dangerous. Moving at the speed of mobility, this is AutoVision News Radio with Carl Anthony in Detroit, Michigan. This year, to supplement the traditional analyses that we tend to do on the Traffic Safety Culture Index, we analyzed questions that we asked respondents on their engagement in different dangerous driving behaviors to see if we could come up with any patterns. And we found that drivers tended to fit one of six different profiles. So reassuringly, the largest group of drivers in our sample, 41% of them were calling safe drivers, and they didn't report engaging in any of the dangerous behaviors that we looked at in the last 30 days. The next biggest group of drivers in our sample are what we're calling speeding drivers. And these were drivers who reported speeding on the freeways or on residential roads in the last 30 days, but tended not to report any of the other behaviors like distracted or impaired driving. 15% of our drivers we categorized as distracted drivers. And these were drivers who reported you know, reading text messages while driving or holding and talking on a cell phone while driving. Um, but they tended not to report other behaviors such as speeding or aggressive driving or impaired driving. The smallest group in our uh, sample were impaired drivers. And these were drivers that admitted impaired driving, driving under the influence of alcohol or cannabis or um, other prescription drugs, 
but tended not to report any of the other behaviors. And our impaired drivers made up 1% of our sample. It was by far our smallest group. Um, and now we move on to drivers who reported multiple dangerous driving behaviors. So 17% of our drivers we categorized as distracted and aggressive drivers. And these were drivers that reported distracted driving, speeding, and aggressive driving. So they reported, you know, reading text messages uh, or talking on cell phones while driving. They reported speeding on residential roads or on freeways. Um, and they also reported other aggressive driving moves, such as running a red light uh, when they could have stopped safely or following vehicles uh, closely behind and switching lanes really quickly, those types of behaviors. Finally, 2.5% of our drivers we classified as our most dangerous drivers. And these were drivers that engaged in all of the bad behaviors that we looked at. They reported speeding, they reported distracted driving, they reported aggressive driving, impaired driving, and, and not wearing their seatbelt. In the summer of 1997, my late father spent a lot of time teaching me to drive on my Iowa learner's permit. That December, I would turn 16, and my dad, he wanted me to be ready not just for my Iowa driver's license test, but he wanted me to be familiar with the roads around northwest Iowa for when I was driving on my own, and in particular, the two-lane highways. So dad spent a lot of time covering things like double yellow lines and only passing when I was on a flat stretch away from rolling hills. That area in northwest Iowa, there are a lot of hills on those two-lane highways, makes them very dangerous. So he would encourage me to only pass when I knew it was absolutely safe. Uh, but otherwise, he basically told me to just hang back. And if you have to slow down and do even under the speed limit to do it, because you, you would always read about accidents back in the day on those two-lane highways in Iowa. All of those roads, from Highway 75 to Highway 3, they all had a 55-mile-an-hour speed limit. At the time, you didn't see 65 miles an hour until you went to Interstate 29. So that would be if you took off from where I live, you go through this tiny town, Akron, Iowa, and then Spink, South Dakota, and then there's Interstate 29. If you go north, it takes you to Sioux Falls. And that in that time back then had a speed limit of 65. Now it's a speed limit of 80 miles an hour. Back in the late 90s, an 80 mile per hour speed limit was unfathomable. But as Dr. Steinbach noted, perceptions towards speeding have changed. And that change in view towards speeding was reflected in the 2022 TSCI survey. For me, the most interesting and alarming results from this uh, study were on speeding. I found it really surprising. Overwhelmingly, Americans considered distracted and impaired driving to be dangerous activities that people close to them would not approve of. And they supported countermeasures to reduce these behaviors. But speeding was different. Less than half of drivers perceived speeding 15 miles an hour or more on the freeway as dangerous, and nearly half of drivers reported doing it in the past 30 days. Speeding had the lowest level of social disapproval of all the driving behaviors um, that we looked at, and measures to curb speeding, like automatic speed cameras, had the lowest levels of support of any of the countermeasures that we asked about. One of the biggest things my dad used to reiterate to me when he was teaching me to drive in 1997 was that even if you speed, you really don't gain all that much time. And my dad was a college professor. Even though he taught summer school, he only did so in the morning. 
And so in the summer of 97, he had the afternoons off and him and I would take his old Chevy Silverado, regular cab truck, big, long eight foot bed. We would take his truck and we would make a lot of trips from Lamar's, Iowa to Sioux City, Iowa. So that's from Plymouth County. Lamar's is in Plymouth County to Woodbury County. That's where Sioux City is at. And you have to take Highway 75 south from Lamar's to get to Sioux City. It was a 55 mile an hour speed limit back then. Little uh, Iowa trivia for you. Just in case it ever comes up in a game, uh, you will know the right answer. But Lamar's is the ice cream capital of the world, a designation given to the community in 1994. More ice cream is manufactured in Lamar's than anywhere else in the world. And it's because of Wells Blue Bunny ice cream. So when you go to the grocery store and you have Wells Blue Bunny ice cream bars or milk or cottage cheese or anything Wells Blue Bunny, Turn it over onto the back, look at the zip code, it will say 51031 for Lamar's, Iowa. So, a little Iowa trivia there for you. But as Dad and I would take off from Lamar's on Highway 75, we'd get up to 55 miles an hour. Within a few minutes, a car would fly right past us. And just six miles down the road, the first town you go through on the way to Sioux City is Merrill, Iowa. And there's railroad tracks in Merrill. And nine times out of 10, you get stopped by a train. Here I am, 15 years old, my dad in the front seat of his Silverado, big, long, eight-foot bed in the back, awkward 15-year-old me, hands 10 and 2, and we come into Merrill, Iowa, there's a train, and we pull up right behind the car that flew past us just a few minutes ago. And my dad would lean over, you know, his, behind his glasses, and he'd look at me and he'd go, see, Carl? Even if you speed, you really don't gain all that much time. In the 2022 TSCI survey, most participants acknowledged the danger of things like speeding. But despite this, a majority of participants also admitted to doing it at least once in the past 30 days, not just speeding, but other dangerous driving behaviors as well. Findings like this are essential for AAA researchers because it helps them understand the characteristics of drivers who engage in certain unsafe activities behind the wheel. That information is valuable and provides more context in the discussions around how to create safer roadways. After reading through the 2022 TSCI survey and recalling the early years with my father learning how to drive, I asked Dr. Steinbeck if there was any logical explanation for why some willingly acknowledge that speeding, texting, and aggression are dangerous yet they still do them anyway. So this is a good question, and it's one that is difficult to answer. It's not something that we were able to look at in this survey, but I can speculate on a number of potential mechanisms that I think are happening here. Um, first off, I think that some of these behaviors are habitual. So drivers do them because that's what they've always done. I also think we overestimate the gains that we get from speeding. So it would take driving 100 miles at 80 miles an hour instead of 75 miles an hour just to shave five minutes off a trip. Not that much of a saving compared to the risk. I also think that driving is such a routine part of our lives. It's something that many of us do every day without anything bad happening that we start to take it for granted. Cars represent freedom for a lot of us. When we think of driving in our heads, we still think of those car commercials driving down an empty road at sunset with the world at our fingertips. But the reality of driving is very different. Cars are awesome machines, but with great power comes great responsibility. 
Maybe when we're operating a two-ton machine, it's not the best time to be multitasking or trying to make up time in our busy day, but we've become so used to it that we forget about the risk that we can pose to others, particularly people that are not protected by vehicles. And finally, I think there's an element of overestimating our abilities and the abilities of drivers around us. If I feel like I'm a good driver, I'm not impaired, I don't look at my phone, I'm concentrating on the road, and the speed limit on my highway is only 55 miles an hour, it it might look and feel like I should be able to handle going faster than that. What I think that drivers may not be taking into account is that their fellow drivers may not be driving so conscientiously. So looking at the results from our study, 41% of our drivers were safe drivers. 23% were speeding only drivers, but that still leaves 35% of drivers who were classified into a driving profile that involves impaired or distracted and aggressive driving behaviors. And that means that even if you're a good driver, apart from speeding sometimes, the the car next to you may very well make a mistake. Um, And the higher speeds that you're traveling are going to give you less time to react to situations. And that 15 miles an hour could mean the difference between a crash and a near miss. We also know that the biggest predictor of injury severity in a crash is the speed of impact. So in the event of a crash, the speed you're traveling could be the difference between life and death for you or for other people. Past research from the AAA Foundation for Traffic Safety has found a correlation between unsafe driving behaviors and what a loved one might think. Perhaps the greatest change we can make is encouraging the people we care about to drive safely and then preaching that message to ourselves as well. If I could urge one action to ensure safer behavior behind the wheel, it would be self-awareness. Just be aware when you're driving. Know your bad habits and when they're likely to occur so that you can minimize temptations. If you know that you're going to be tempted to look at your phone while you're driving, put it on silent. Um, Maybe sort out your music and your maps before you start the car. If you know that you're going to be tempted to speed because you are running late, then try to make sure that you leave enough time for your journey and expect that there's going to be congestion. In general, drive like you're trying to set a good example for any younger people who might be in the car. Respect just how powerful cars are. But awareness and improving driving behavior is only one part of the solution. People are human and they make mistakes and they're always going to. And so we need to support changes that put safety first in the system that we travel in and design systems that are more forgiving of people's mistakes. So this might mean engineering changes to road design and vehicle solutions which start to prioritize safety over speed. We just, we can't accept that deaths are inevitably a part of traveling. We need to work or it's cultivating an environment where it's safe for all people to move around. To learn more about the 2022 Traffic Safety Culture Index from the AAA Foundation for Traffic Safety, see the links in the show notes. AutoVision News Radio is available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, and more. Reporting in Detroit alongside Rebecca Steinbach, I'm Carl Anthony, AutoVision News Radio.